WWF One Night Only took place in Birmingham, England on September 20th, 1997. The event was a UK exclusive pay-per-view carried by Sky Box Office. At the time, Sky Box Office would only really carry boxing events with Tyson vs Bruno being the first fight shown on the service. One Night Only was the first time a WWF event was available through a strict pay-per-view service in the UK as Box Office was not included in any monthly Sky subscriptions. By the end of the year, Sky Box Office would start offering movies and then the following year you could get concerts and things like that on the service. The bigger WWF pay-per-views from across the pond would also have to be purchased separately too, so in many ways, the WWF and Sky Television were testing the waters with this One Night Only show. I remember it being heavily promoted here, not only on Sky TV, but it was in newspapers and magazines too, and having a WWF pay-per-view air at a reasonable time in the UK was something fans were also looking forward to. Our show tonight is headlined with a European title match when Davy Boy Smith defends against Shawn Michaels. We also have a SummerSlam 97 rematch when Bret Hart defends the WWF title against The Undertaker. Effectively, this is a house show that's been tidied up to look a little more presentable, but the last match is is kinda infamous and at the time, it was very unpredictable. Let's check out the free for all first to see if there's anything interesting going on. Vince McMahon and JR welcome us to the show and they're gonna try to get those last minute buys by hyping up the matches we're gonna see tonight. A hype video airs for the Bret Hart vs Undertaker match that recaps what happened at SummerSlam, and then Ross and McMahon get in the ring to talk to the live audience. Jerry Lawler joins his broadcast colleagues, he jokes about the fans in England, he pokes fun at McMahon and Ross, and then the King says he has a special interview lined up with a superstar that's gonna perform on tonight's show. Owen Hart comes out and he defends the fans that Jerry just ripped into. Owen says the UK fans are the greatest fans in the world. Owen's opponent may be bigger and stronger than the King of Hearts tonight, but Owen's faster, smarter and a better technician. Owen's gonna win his match tonight in England against the man they call Vader. Lawler goes back to his seat and he makes fun of an old granny and her grandson here is all like, you fucking what mate? Sonny says she's gonna interview HBK before a hype video for Bulldog vs Sean airs. It's all about Davey returning home and how he and Sean always have good matches when they step inside the ring. And then we go to Sonny and Sean and oh oh oh, oh dirty bastard. Sean says tonight he wins the European Championship and that means he's gonna be the first ever Grand Slam champion in the WWF. The only guy to have held every championship the company has to offer that he's eligible for. It's a bit pretentious seeing as the European European title isn't even a year old, but well, HBK can't give the promo his full attention because he's too busy sniffing Sonny's bazookas. He says he's feeling randy. Do I make you randy? And he asks Sonny if she can feel it. She says yes, she can certainly feel it alright. The commentators then talk about the main event and they give their predictions. Tonight's other matches are then briefly discussed before the pay-per-view begins. We see a young Davy Boy Smith before he got addicted to the chin locks, and the opening's all about Davy's journey from little brat to the unstoppable British bulldog. It's mentioned that Davy's a heel in the United States, but tonight Britain's favourite son returns and he plans on wrecking Shawn Michaels while getting a hero's welcome. We go to the arena and we've got a lively crowd on hand. Around 11,000 fans pack the Birmingham NEC with around 20,000 fans buying on pay-per-view. Keep in mind that not everyone had the luxury of Sky TV. Our opening match should be a good one, Triple H versus Dude Love. Dude Love cuts a promo before the match where he puts on an English accent. Oh, I do say it will be jolly good 
fun. The Dudester gets a great reaction on his way to the ring, and here we go, the one night only opening contest. You can tell the UK fans were starving for a show like this when they pop for simple things like shoulder blocks and chops. Triple H takes a back elbow and a back body drop, while Vince McMahon has called Mick Foley his dudeness about five times already. We get it, Vince, we get it. Dude love grooves in the ring, Triple H pokes the eye, but Foley keeps his advantage by countering a few strikes in the corner. It's all dude love here as Triple H runs into a clothesline and the future King of Kings takes a break on the outside. Dude love stops Hunter from climbing back inside the ropes. This really feels like a house show match even though it's on pay per view, everything done so far is intended to please the live audience. Dude Love applies a wrist lock and he brings it down to the mat with a leg drop, Foley then works over the wrist, arm and bicep and this goes on for quite some time. Hunter fights out with a few right hands but Foley remains in control after a drop toe hold. We then see Dude Love perform an Indian death lock, Trips gets hung up in the tree of woe and Dude begins uh, chopping at Hunter's knees. That's interesting. Mick drops a forearm on his opponent as this incredibly one-sided match continues on. He then warms up the band for sweet shin music and oh my god, what a counter from Triple H. What a counter. That's called raiding your opponent, ladies and gentlemen. Dude Love chases Triple H on the outside and that's when the game changer comes into play. China hits Mick with a clothesline and Triple H finally can do a little damage. China lends a hand again when Foley's draped over the bottom rope, Triple H delivers his signature facebreaker knee smash, and then Hunter applies an abdominal stretch. Mike Chioda takes the role of Earl Hebner when he kicks Hunter's hand off the top rope and we see the usual pushing match followed by the referees screaming at Hunter, but still, Triple H keeps his advantage with a swinging neckbreaker before going for the pedigree. Dude Love counters with a catapult, Trips gets his head smashed on all three turnbuckle pads in the corner, Foley then performs an arm drag from the top rope and he hits sweet shin music followed by the double arm DDT. China puts Hunter's foot on the bottom rope, Dude Love complains, and Hunter takes advantage by delivering the pedigree. Triple H defeats Dude Love at one night only. Hunter winning this one felt a little unpredictable. You go in thinking the match and outcome was put together to get fans in a good mood, but the villain wins and the Dudesters left wondering where it all went wrong. Outside the arena, fans were asked who they thought was going to win the European title match. This dude here thinks the UK produces nothing but shite like Frank Bruno, but the Bulldog is something we can all be proud of. This dude here with the greasy curtains is super serious when he says Davey's gonna win because he's the best ever, and he really means it by the way. A few female fans though think that Sean's gonna win, the fans seemed hyped up for tonight's main event but nothing will ever beat our real pride and joy right here. Sonny's our guest ring announcer for the next matchup, Leif Cassidy vs Tiger Ali Singh. Those who watch Reliving the War are going to be a little confused here because we haven't saw Leif Cassidy in months and Tiger Ali Singh was last mentioned on WWF TV way back in April. Leif had already started working in ECW when One Night Only took place and he was working there as Al Snow, though the WWF called him back to compete in this 4 minute match before sending him back to the land of extreme. As for Tiger, he wrestled in the Q8 Cup in April, he had a few matches on Shotgun, and here he is at one night only. In total, he's had three televised matches before this one right here. Tiger cuts a weird promo before the match. He says he's a true and proud Canadian who's on a mission. He wants all fans around the world to stay drug free. Tiger Ali Singh is the true messiah and with the help of his Canadian fans, Tiger's gonna set the wrestling world on fire. Jerry Lawler wonders what country Tiger Ali Singh thinks he's in at the moment. Cassidy attacks while Tiger Jeet Singh was saying a few words in Punjabi 
Punjabi and yeah as mentioned it's a four minute match with two guys who at the time nobody really cared about. It's easy to forget that Tiger Ali Singh would remain in the WWF right up until mid 1999 and as for Leaf Cassidy, going to ECW was one of the best things he ever did for his career. Tiger wins this one with a diving bulldog, as mentioned it was only 4 minutes long, there's really nothing to see here and not a lot to talk about. Savio Vega and Miguel Perez Jr get a shot at the tag team titles next when they face the headbangers. Los Bariquas have been feuding with the Nation of Domination and the Dirty Old Assholes recently but neither the Nation nor the DOA are in the UK for this show. The crowd loved the headbangers, Mosh and Thrasher stopped the Bariquas from getting an early sneak attack and they took the lead pretty early on but Perez and Vega managed to slow things down and we saw the return of the deadly nerve pinch. Seems like Savio was giving Miguel a few pointers because he applied not not one, not two, but three deadly nerve pinches. Los Bariquas nerve pinch, motherfucker. Savio pulled off one, Miguel pulled off three, that's four nerve pinches in a fucking tag team match. Not only that, but Miguel pulled off two chin locks. If he had the balls to pull off three nerve pinches and three chin locks in a tag team match, I think my head would have exploded or I would have shit myself. Anyway, the headbangers had quite the mountain to climb with all these devastating rest holds, but after Miguel's shaky powerbomb here, Mosh was able to land a seated senton and the headbangers won the match, getting a great pop too after the three count. This was the first time the fans got a chance to celebrate a babyface victory and they got a little carried away. Check out your mom's best friend here taking chunks out of Mosh's neck. Yeah, I like how Mosh looks at her afterwards as if to say, what the British fuck are you doing, you nutcase? We see an interview recorded earlier in the day with Davy Boy Smith and boy does he look tired. Maybe Davy woke up that morning and Crazy Collins cracked them. Our lord and saviour doesn't look too hot here and this show's all built around Davy's homecoming. Davy says it's a special night, his sister will be in attendance who battled cancer twice in her lifetime. Davy dedicates his main event match to his sister Tracy so this was probably recorded before plans changed, we'll talk about all this later on. Bulldog says he has other family members in attendance tonight including his mum, his dad, his wife Diana and his other sister and brother. He says he dropped around 28 pounds to keep up with Sean tonight and he says this is going to be one of the biggest nights of his career. Oh yeah. Flash Funk vs The Patriot is our next match and the UK fans don't give The Patriot a very warm welcome as expected. Still, Flash Funk's a good dude and he's gonna shake The Patriot's hand before the match. A fan lets us know how he feels about Eric Bischoff as the match gets underway and again, this one reminds us that this is effectively a house show made for broadcast because you wouldn't have seen The Patriot wrestling Flash Funk on any other televised WWF show. The two roll around on the mat a little as Jim Ross says Flash Funk needs to win this one to feed his kids, I'm not kidding either by the way. The boos get loud when Funk goes down after a shoulder block, they begin cheering again as Funk fights back, but a clothesline from the Patriot again brings a negative reaction. More chin locks at one night only and the Bulldog is yet to step in the ring, what a wonderful show this is. Patriot falls on Flash with a headbutt and there's chin lock number two guys, we're on the right path. Funk gets thrown in the corner but he counters the incoming attack and he performs a flying crossbody, it only gets a two count. Flash hits the Patriot with a clothesline, Patriot kicks out again and then Flash performs a chin lock, Jesus Christ I'm losing count at this point. Patriot fights out and he takes another clothesline, Funk brings it to the corner where the Patriot hulks up with a few chops, Funk then falls victim to an atomic drop and back suplex combo and there it is. P 
Patreon channel. Get the chin or get in the bin. Flash gets to his feet and he performs this awesome front spin kick. Patriot answers with a power slam, another big clothesline, and then we see the Patriot missile. Fun kicks out at two. Fun counters the Uncle Slam by bringing the Patriot to the corner. Flash hits his top rope splash. Patriot kicks out. Flash then tries a moonsault. Patriot gets the knees up, and then we see the. Uncle Slam. The Patriot wins and the crowd show their dissatisfaction with the outcome. Dale Wilkes waves old glory. Captain America has no choice here but to completely own it and fair play to him, he doesn't falter at all. He looks like he's actually enjoying himself. No matches on this show so far have been standouts. One Night Only is definitely a show that improves towards the end of the event. The Legion of Doom take on the Godwins next. This is a feud that's been ongoing for quite some time, but the big new addition to the rivalry was the debuting Uncle Cletus. Uncle Cletus, however, is not at one night only, and that means Henry and Phineas won't have an unfair advantage. Animal says before the match that the Legion of Doom haven't forgotten the slop drops and the buckets of slop the team have been subjected to over these past few months, and Hawk, uh, Hawk recites a poem that has fuck all to do with this match. He says, Little birdie in the sky, let a whitewash right in my eye. But I'm a big boy, I don't cry. Geez, I'm dead, cows don't fly, but that's the only thing. There's a reason why 1997 Legion of Doom isn't regarded too highly, and unfortunately, things will only get worse. The commentators say the American president Bill Clinton is from Arkansas, just like the Godwins, and that pretty much explains why the president is a little backwards. They all have a good chuckle at this top-tier comedy, as Animal hits Henry with a jumping shoulder tackle just before Phineas and Hawk get tagged in. You know what this match needs? More chin locks. Eh, there we go, this one stays locked in forever. Mr. Current Events, Jerry Lawler makes a few jokes about mad cow disease, but we don't hear it thanks to the feed cutting off. JR tells the king to order chicken for dinner tonight though as McMahon laughs along while saying there's a lot of beef inside the ring right now. Absolute piss. LOD hit Henry with a double back elbow before Animal applies a chin lock. Shouldn't be surprised at this point. The two then go over the top rope after a Henry Godwin clothesline and back in the ring, Henry brings it down to the mat and he applies a hammer lock. Phineas tags in, he keeps focus on the left arm, his middle rope move gets countered with a boot to the face and Phineas gives us an overly dramatic sell job afterwards. Hawk then gets tagged in and he starts murdering hog farmers, but the Godwins get it together and Hawk takes a double clothesline. Henry then hits the slop drop on Hawk but he wastes way too much time afterwards. Hawk kicks out but he then gets choked out with a confederate flag in the corner. The king says, quote, I told you the south would rise again as Phineas chokes the road warrior. Ross then talks about the flag's origins and I'm not going to get into all this, it's not what I make these videos for. You, the humble and classy wrestling connoisseur, are here for the rest holds, I know, and so Phineas applies a nerve hold on Road Warrior Hawk. Hawk then gets hit with a knee to the midsection and the Godwins start double teaming the Road Warrior while the crowd chants LOD. The crowd want to see the hot tag, and the tag comes after Hawk hits both Godwins with clotheslines. Animal comes in, we see more clotheslines, and it comes to an end when Phineas takes the Doomsday device. 
It's another pretty boring match here to be honest and we joke about chin locks and nerf holds and all that stuff but honestly, one night only has been filled with rest holds so far. It seems like the superstars are on European tour mode and they maybe didn't think the UK pay per view audience was a priority, which to be honest, it really wasn't. Not a lot of people bought this show but by god, those that did maybe felt a bit robbed up to this point. For the record, I was one of the 20,000 people who bought this show on Sky Box Office, well my parents bought it for me, but at that age I couldn't have cared less, any wrestling was good wrestling, and yes, I was a fucking idiot. Kenny Boy Shamrock gets interviewed by JR, this one happens in the ring. Remember on Raw when Ken got his spine busted so bad that he began spitting up blood? Well, they explain here that Ken suffered internal injuries and he won't be able to compete tonight. Ken says if it were up to him he'd be dressing up and getting ready to knuckle up, but Ken says he's got a punctured lung and the WWF aren't gonna let him wrestle. Shamrock thanks the fans for the ovation he got while walking to the ring, but he's disappointed he can't perform tonight. And then Rockabilly comes down to the ring. Rockabilly says that Ken got a doctor to write him a sick note because he's got a sore little belly and that means Ken isn't the tough man he makes himself out to be. It all leads to Rockabilly slapping Ken. Ken gives us an awesome delayed reaction before unloading on this fool. Shamrock applies the ankle lock and the crowd loves it. Bret Hart then gets interviewed and there's a genuine mixed reaction to the hitman when he appears on the Titan Tron. Bret says he has great fans in England and he knows The Undertaker has a great following here too, but Bret's gonna prove tonight that he's the best there is, the best there was and the best there ever will be. Hart expects The Undertaker to come at him strong, it's gonna be tough, but Bret says he feels like he has a sort of home field advantage tonight and Vince McMahon shuts that down by saying it sounds like the fans in attendance don't like him too much, but Bret wins them back a little when he says it actually matters to him if the fans get behind him tonight during his match with The Undertaker. Vader vs Owen Hart is our next matchup and while the fans gave Brett a hard time during his interview, they went crazy for Owen. This confuses Jerry Lawler but as mentioned, I think it has more to do with Brett's opponent on this night, plus let's not forget Owen buttered up the audience during the free for all. Still, take nothing away from the King of Hearts, this is one of his best reactions ever. Vader uses his strength to keep Owen down during the opening moments of the match. Owen ends up getting knocked out of the ring where he runs into the big man and Vader takes in the negative reaction. Owen uses his speed when he gets back inside the ropes and he avoids a Vader teabagging after a sunset flip. Owen then delivers a Hurricane Rana and Vader lands right on his head. Vader has to take a moment to get his wits about him and this could have been another disaster Owen had to deal with inside the ring. Vader takes his time to recover, Owen hits a middle rope crossbody and he checks on Vader afterwards. Vader kicks Owen away when he goes for a sharpshooter, Owen counters a suplex with a roll up before going for the sharpshooter again, but Vader grabs the bottom rope. Vader counters a crucifix with a Samoan drop, he then goes to the middle rope and he hits a big splash, but Owen kicks out and the crowd pops. Vader's still moving a little slower than normal but he still launches Owen extremely hard into the turnbuckles and fucking hell man, again thankfully Owen was okay and the match continued on. Owen tried to slam Vader but that didn't work out. Vader then brings it down with an armbar and if there were ever two wrestlers who deserved a break tonight it was these two. Go ahead lads, get a chin lock in there too, it's okay. Owen fights out but he takes a knee to the midsection, Vader hits a splash in the corner, 
and it's another armbar from the big man. Vader transitions over to the left knee, the two get back to their feet and Owen tries to slam Vader again, it doesn't work, and the commentators say Owen has to stop trying this, he seems to have it in his head that he can slam Vader and it simply isn't gonna happen. Vader brings it down to the map one more time with focus once again put on the knee, but Owen punches his way out of the hold, Vader throws some hard forearms and Owen goes down after a headbutt. Vader goes for the powerbomb, Owen counters with the enziguri, the king of hearts then applies the sharpshooter and Vader makes it to the ropes. Owen then hits that body slam he so desperately wanted to deliver but he gets stopped again by running into a brick wall known as Vader. Vader sets up the Vader bomb, Owen gets the knees up, Owen then hits a missile dropkick and the crowd pops after the nip up. The king of hearts lands a spinning wheel kick but Owen can't put the big man away. Vader catches Owen out of the air with a power slam and Vader wins the match. Not the outcome fans wanted but they applaud the match and yeah this one was good and I'd also say it's underrated. Both guys worked hard, they took some pretty serious looking bumps but they got up and they carried on with it. And this is the only bout so far that didn't feel like a house show match, so good job by both guys. The Undertaker says tonight there'll be no special referee and there's no one waiting to hit him with a steel chair. The dead man's gonna reclaim his WWF championship. And Taker says Brett's fooled all the fans around the world that he's some kind of savior, but the Undertaker's gonna expose the hitman as a demon. When one night only ends, Bret Hart will look up at the Reaper and he's gonna have no other choice but to rest in peace. The WWF Championship match is up next and the entrances are pretty interesting in terms of fan reactions. They cheer both guys before the match begins. The UK fans didn't want to choose between Taker and Brett and this mixed reaction for both guys remains throughout the entire bout. Brett tries to go toe to toe with the Phenom but the Undertaker's strike game is simply better. Brett gets lifted in the air with a choke lift and the Hitman gets choked in the corner. Taker gets distracted by the official and this gives Brett a chance to remove the turnbuckle pad. Brett gets launched into the opposite corner but he gets his feet up when Taker comes running in. Brett brings it back to the corner with the exposed turnbuckle but Taker hits a clothesline before missing an elbow drop. Taker then kicks Brett away during a sharpshooter attempt but Brett fires back with a clothesline of his own. The Undertaker gets sent over the top rope and the Hitman knocks his opponent into the announce table. Brett then tries to jump on Taker from the apron but the Deadman catches him and Taker slams Brett down on the protective mats. I think Taker actually tripped here and if he did his recovery was brilliant. Brett gets rammed into the ring post before the two fight on the entranceway. The two throw a ton of punches but Taker gets the best of this exchange when he slams Brett on the ramp. The two get back in the ring and Brett turns it around with an awesome DDT. Brett then hits multiple elbow drops on the challenger but the Undertaker sits up and Brett can't believe it. The Hitman rubs his opponent's face against the top rope. He chokes Undertaker with his boot. He then tries to launch the Phenom into that exposed turnbuckle but Brett takes the bump chest first and things aren't looking too good for the champion. The Undertaker then pulls off a hard punch and he keeps focus on the chest area. When he can't pin the Hitman he moves to the upper back. And when that also doesn't work, the dead man gives the excellence of execution a chance to do what he does best. Brett begins focusing on the leg and the Undertaker has to quickly stop Brett from doing any further damage. Brett finds himself in a backbreaker submission, the hitman won't give up. And Taker gives Brett another chance to attack the leg. Taker again puts an end to it pretty early on but his knee strikes the top turnbuckle and now Brett can go full throttle. Brett looks angry as he delivers the punishment. A faint hitman chant breaks out as Hart stays on offense. Taker tries to stop the figure four around the ring post but it's no use. Brett high fives a fan before applying the hold and the referees quick to break it up. 
Back in the ring, Brett applies another figure four and Brett keeps it locked in for an extended period of time. The crowd chants rest in peace and The Undertaker reverses the pressure. Brett makes it to the ropes, Taker tries to make a comeback but Brett dodges a big boot and it's straight back to the leg. Brett also dodges a right hand and this gives the hitman another chance to take advantage. We see a nice suplex from the WWF champion, Brett delivers a backbreaker, Taker again gets an opportunity when he boots Brett during an elbow drop attempt but both men go down after a double clothesline. Undertaker sets up first, he hits Hart with a leg drop, Taker goes for it one more time but Brett counters it with a fucking sharpshooter, unreal. The dead man breaks the hold but once again he finds himself in a bad position. So he grabs Brett by the throat, Brett tries to go for the leg once again but Taker replies with a ton of quick punches. After Taker does a bit more damage, Brett decides it's time to go home. So he grabs the timekeeper's bell and he brings it into the ring. The Phenom boots Brett right in the face, Taker goes to use the bell but Mike Chioda takes it away. The hitman then delivers a chop block, he tries to do more damage to the leg but Taker kicks Brett away and Brett lands on the cameraman. This match has been great so far. Hart gets thrown into the ring steps before the two get back in the ring. Taker goes for old school but Brett counters it. The crowd can't get enough as we go into the final moments of the bout. Taker goes for the tombstone, Brett counters it with a roll up but he only gets a 2. Brett then tries to tombstone the undertaker, Taker counters his own move but then Brett gets his head caught between the top and middle ropes. The crowd boos the undertaker as the challenger gets in a few free shots. Brett can't release himself so the referee calls for the bell and the match gets thrown out. Taker chokeslams Mike Chioda, Jerry Briscoe and Owen Hart come out to help Brett but Briscoe also ends up taking a chokeslam. Brett leaves with the WWF Championship belt and The Undertaker's pissed off when it's announced that Brett won via disqualification. But what a great match here. The finish wasn't as good as SummerSlam, it could never be as good as SummerSlam, but it could be easily argued that the action inside the ring was better from bell to bell. Shawn Michaels repeats what he said in the free for all, he plans on becoming the WWF's first ever Grand Slam champion by winning the European title tonight in the Birmingham NEC. Shawn says even though we've watched the tag team champions and the WWF champion tonight, we're now about to see the main event, the headliner himself. Vince wonders if Shawn can quote top this, referring to the Taker vs Brett match and Shawn says his middle name is top this, so that's the heartbreak kid Michael top this Hickenbottom. Michael says we're about to see the showstopper live and in living colour and the heartbreak kid is on his way. Now before we look at this main event, I made a video on this match where I talk a bit more about the backstage shenanigans that went on before both men walked out to the ring. I want to focus on the match here and I will briefly cover what happened at the end of this upload, but if you want a more in-depth look at Bulldog vs Sean, check out that other video. I'll be treading over some old ground while I look at this match, but I don't mind if you guys don't. Sean gets a little too comfortable with fans that don't really look a day over 16 and he puts a British Bulldog action figure down his tights before giving it back to the fan. The female fans in attendance are screaming for the heartbreak kid and for a heel he's getting a good reaction. The roof comes off the arena though when Davey makes his way to the ring with his sister Tracy. This is our guy's big night and all he has to do is defend his championship, the European championship that only Davey's held up to this point. 
Davey holds up the Union Jack and Sean decides to walk away from the ring. He checks himself out on the big screen while pointing at his ass, and then he decides to come back and try to win this match. He shoves Davey and Davey shoves Sean right back. Michaels then complains to the referee and the crowd chant Bulldog as the two get ready to lock up. Sean gets frustrated when he gets overpowered, this happens twice. The chants in the arena also begin bothering HBK. Michaels tries to use the ropes to get an advantage during the next lockup, but Davey throws Sean across the ring. Sean's Luthez press gets countered, Bulldog brings the challenger to the corner, and Davey sends Sean over the top rope with a clothesline. Michaels again threatens to walk away, but he comes back and he gets the advantage with an eye poke. Davey shakes it off, and Sean gets his head smashed into the top turnbuckles. Michaels gets dumped back in the ring with a reverse suplex, and Earl Hebner has to stop the Bulldog launching Sean over the top rope. Then Davey applies an abdominal stretch. Sean counters with a hip toss, he lays in the boots, and the fans get silenced here. Diane and Tracy look on as Davey sends Sean over the top rope with a back body drop. When HBK gets back inside, he goes down after a few arm drags followed by a wrist lock. Davey keeps it locked in when both guys get back to their feet. A few forearms breaks the hold and Davey takes a thumb to the eye during a leapfrog sequence, but once again Bulldog stays in control and he counters a Hurricane Rana with a sit down powerbomb. A crucifix pen attempt gets countered with a Samoan drop, HBK finds himself in a surfboard stretch, but Earl Hebner realises Davey's shoulders are on the mat and Earl begins counting a pin. Davey breaks the hold and he screams at Earl Hebner afterwards but what do you think? Was this really a good call by Hebner? Sean tries to take advantage, but it's no use. Davey hits the vertical suplex, but he only gets a two count. The crowd then start booing, because the insurance man ravishing Rick Rude just showed up and he's making his way to the ring. Rude tries to help Sean with a pin counter, but Davey kicks out. Rude then tries to hold the ropes down and Bulldog's had enough. He goes after Rude, but Sean attacks from behind. Davey's in trouble. Rude throws Davey into the ring post right in front of his family, and Michaels follows this up with a double axe handle from the top rope. Rude attacks again while Sean keeps Hebner distracted, and when Davey tries to get back inside the ring, he gets his head snapped across the top rope. Sean applies a sleeper, and it gets brought down to the mat. The arena shakes as Davey shows signs of life, and Michaels goes down after a back suplex. This match is not over yet. Bulldog goes down after an arm drag, and Sean locks in a short arm scissors. Davey powers out by lifting Sean with one arm. This looked awesome. And it's at this point right here where you expect the predictable comeback, but it doesn't quite work out that way. Both men collide in the middle of the ring, and here comes Triple H in China. The question is painfully obvious. Why haven't the Heart Foundation made an appearance yet? The crowd chants We Want Bread as Davey tries to overcome the odds. Sean gets back body dropped, he takes the flare corner bump, Davey hits a clothesline and a catapult, but then he strikes the ring post when Sean moves out of the way. Michaels hits the top rope elbow drop twice, he sets Davey up in the corner for sweet chin music, Davey counters but Rick Rude stops Davey from hitting the running power slam. Rude keeps Art Hebner distracted as Triple H tries to get in a cheap shot, but it's no good. Sean gets scooped up for the power slam, but Davey's foot gets caught between the guardrail and the protective mats. The bulldog falls over, HBK delivers sweet chin music, Rude and Triple H push the guardrail into Davey's knee, and Triple H hits the pedigree. Absolute decimation on the outside. Triple H and Rude throw Davey back into the ring, and Sean removes Davey's knee brace. HBK throws the brace to Diana, and Davey finds himself locked in a figure four. 
Triple H and China help Sean as Davey screams in pain. Davey almost reaches the ropes but he gets punched by Rick Rude. The fans are just waiting for the hearts to show up as the figure four stays locked in for an extended period of time. The fans cheer, they chant, they bang their feet, but help from the Heart Foundation doesn't arrive and it looks like Davey can't continue. Earl Hebner stops the match, the crowd goes into a state of shock as HBK gets awarded the European Championship. HBK grabs the mic and he tells everyone to take a look at the new Grand Slam winner. He says this one's for the Hart family and it's especially for Diana Smith. Sean applies the figure four again as Triple H tells Davey to scream for his country. Diana gets in the ring and she tries to stop Sean, but China grabs Diana. Brett and the one arrive way too late as Sean, Hunter and China leave the ring and fans are clearly not happy to say the least. HBK gloats on the entranceway as fans throw garbage at the new European champion. It's an outcome that nobody would have predicted. Davey struggles to stand up as Sean rubs it in and the show fades to black with Michaels holding the title in the air. The match was decent, I enjoyed watching it back, but it's the ending that the majority of fans didn't like. In short, Davey was only informed about the title loss the day of the event and Sean was accused of politicking his way into winning the European title and he's been blamed of doing this just to get another shot in at the Hart family. I said it before and I stand by it. I think Sean winning the title made One Night Only's main event way more memorable. It's bullshit that Davey was only told on the day of the event that plans had changed and it's especially shitty because he dedicated the match to Tracy but no one would look back at this event if the ending wasn't so controversial. I know too, I'm in the minority on this one and I took shit for saying it before but I stand by it. Nobody thought HBK would win this thing in 1997 and everyone expected a typical house show ending, send him home happy, all that stuff. But it didn't happen that way and it's just very interesting to watch it all go down again. It would have been highly ideal though if Davey was made aware of these plans changing before he started talking to the media. No one can really argue that. But again, check out my video on the whole thing if you want to learn more. Brett wrote in his book though that Davey's passion for professional wrestling ended on this evening. And yeah, what can you say? It's, it's pretty grim really. One Night Only wasn't a great show, but the final three matches make it worth a watch. Again, it's a matter of picking and choosing your matches with this one. Owen vs Vader, Brett vs Undertaker and Bulldog vs Sean are worth your time. No matter how you may feel about the ending of the main event, you should still check it out. The other matches range from average to boring as hell, sorry. Dude Love vs Triple H was alright, I wouldn't really bother with the rest. One Night Only was seen as a success though and the WWF would team up with Sky again to produce more UK exclusive pay-per-views and I'll cover those in the future for sure. But if you want to see the fallout of One Night Only then check out Reliving the War episode 100 next week. Thanks for watching this one, I hope you enjoyed it and take care.